What's up, everyone? We are back with the second episode of Season 2 of The Field, and we have a first-time guest making his debut because he finally has a good team, good enough to warrant coming on the pod. That is one Josh Wagner. How you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Hey, appreciate you guys having me on. Long-time listener. Very excited, very excited to be out here, you know, sitting high on top. So I figured I'd make my appearance while I'm here before I start shitting the bed later in the season. And, take it from there. and joining us again, you know, regular uh, host, co-host of the pod is Ryan. He's back again, even though he lost this week. Uh, Ryan, how you doing, bud? Doing great, man. Um, disappointed my squad didn't get the dub, but we're doing two days this week. Um, doing a lot of hills, guys. You know, God teaching that's on the susceptible. We have a standard to uphold. Um, had the best season fantasy season, uh, fantasy last year, and uh, that's not going to happen again this year. So everyone's going to be punished for that. <laughs> I, I know we we just talked last week about how uh, <laughs> your championship left your team four weeks behind everyone else. So clearly, you're seeing the effects of that now. Preseasons, preseason. Yeah, this is our preseason. <laughs> um, lots of injuries to cover this week. Obviously, we're doing this past or later in the week, so we already have the, the benefit of the Thursday night game we can talk about a little bit. Um, but we're going to jump right into the rankings because obviously that's the the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, we did our consensus rankings. It's new to WAG, and a uh, little spoiler alert, we do not have a consensus number one, and I feel like that's going to piss WAG off, so looking forward to that. <laughs> we'll start at the bottom, and, you know, it doesn't get any lower than this, and that is Ben. Uh, Wag had him 12th. I had him 12th. Ryan had him 11th. Um, so Ryan, let's just start with you. Why do you think Ben is not the worst? Simply because he has scored two more points than Gary. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot of the rankings were just no points scored. Um, and man, my man, Ben, Ben had a bad week. Like injuries, injuries have been pretty bad and they've hit a lot of us pretty hard. But Ben had a bad week, and I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, it's Ben, so it's funny, but I do feel bad because, like, it sucks, but have him 11 because he's got that two-point bonus over Gary, so that's why I got him at number 11. Yeah, I had him, well, I have him 12th, but I talked last week how I liked his draft, you know, one of the weirdest draft setups, picking all over the place, you know obviously trading up for number one after having two first-round picks, which would have set him up nicely, but then somehow managing three solid running backs and three solid receivers in his first six picks, I thought he did a great job. But obviously you take away that number one pick, the kind of foundation of your team, and then, you know, your wide receivers are underperforming and banged up. Chark was out this week, Sutton's out for the season, and now you have a huge problem. But obviously he's not the only team uh, – you know, ravaged by injuries. Wag, what do you think about Ben and, you know, putting all of his chips in on McCaffrey? Yeah, man. Well, uh, first off, I had the very good luxury of giving Ben his second L of the season. And, you know, I just wanted to make that statement, <laughs> make sure that he knew that uh, I told him before the week even started that that L was going to come. But, um, yeah, dude, it, it, I mean, it's tough. You know, I looked at his team and just the fact of going on with McCaffrey, I love that. I mean, he's my guy and him getting hurt. I could, I could see them having him out for a while, to be honest. They just invested a lot of money in him. And I personally think they're going to tank. So tank for Trevor, hashtag that. But um, What, you don't believe in Teddy Two Gloves? <laughs> 
No, dude. Tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor, 110%. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. I texted him on the weekend because he had on Sunday night, or is there, I think it was Sunday, or it was when the Raiders played. So that was Monday versus Monday. Sunday, and he dropped the kicker of Vegas to get Devontae Freeman. And I, I mean, I told him High I IQ play in a couple leagues, but I couldn't. Mm hmm. And he tanked for it. So I was like, that, that was a pretty good call, but we'll, we'll see how that pans out for him now. I, mean, I do get, want to point out. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, when I played Ben in week one and Thomas got hurt, he told me that's what I get for drafting a wide receiver in round one. And then the very next week, his number one overall pick got hurt. <laughs> so, Ben, that's actually what you get for trading to get the number one pick. Straight up karma. I don't understand. <laughs> Like, I mean, maybe it's just me, but he had, you know, he had two first-round picks, and they were pretty, what, he had seven and 11? I mean, he could have gotten, you know, wide receiver, running back, or whatever, but he put all of his chips on, on McCaffrey, and then he didn't have a second-round pick, or first pick in the second round, whatever it was. So, uh, holes in his plan, and, you know, it's going to be a long season similar to last season for one Ben Lambert. All right, coming in at number 11, and that is Gary. Uh, I had him 11th. Uh, Wag, you had him 9th, but Ryan had him 12th. So, Ryan, back to you again to start. Uh, is Gary last solely due to points scored? Straight up points scored. Um, you know, we're pretty early in the season. A lot of this still is off of points scored. There's a couple of people are getting screwed by bad luck, and Gary is one of them. Um, Gary got hit pretty hard early on with injuries, and his depth is being tested, and he's had some pretty lackluster weeks to start off because of that. Um, he gets Godwin back this week, which is pretty big. So least amount of points scoring the league, that's why I got him at 12. Yeah. Uh, interesting with Gary, you would think – he would be looking to add some running back depth because even throughout the draft, he traded for Godwin and he kept Robinson. So before the draft even started, before a pick was made, he had good wide receivers to lean on. I mean, they've both underperformed to this point, but, you know, on paper, he had good wide receivers. So you would think he would look to add uh, running backs. And I, we kind of glossed over this with WAG. Maybe we'll talk about it later, but $42 for Mike Davis. You know, you want to know what Gary's bid was for Mike Davis? $5. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where his priorities are, but, uh, I mean, clearly they're steering him to the bottom of the league. Um, Wag, you had Gary the highest of the three of us. Uh, why do you think Gary has a little bit more room for optimism than some of these other teams? So, I mean, when I looked at his roster, I compared with a couple other people, and I think that Cleveland with Nick Chubb, I mean, he's always going to be, I think, first – Kareem Hunt and they're going to be doing back and forth but I mean if you can go off and get 20 plus points and your other guy can get 20 plus points and one game you know what I mean that's just it speaks a testament of you're going to get yours and then I, I, I look at his receivers Godwin had an off week he had an injury Mike Evans went off the week he was out but vice versa Mike Evans didn't do well the week before that so I think Godwin's going to be good Robinson was already a stud the only I had some question marks around all the Dallas players with CeeDee Lamb being a rookie, but, I mean, he seems like he's legit and can show up. It's just kind of, in my opinion, on Dallas, it's who's that flavor of the week, you know what I'm saying? They got CeeDee Lamb, they got uh, Gallup, they got Cooper. So, I mean, and they're always going to give it to Zeke, but 
I like this choice with Deshaun. I think Deshaun Watson's a little bit off right now. He had two really good matchups between or bad matchups between Dallas and our Chiefs. So I think he'll bounce back and he'll be playing well. Yeah, and one thing I completely forgot to do. One thing we're doing, you know, as we're going through the rankings, is picking one player that we think is going to bust or be a bust uh, this year. Um, so we'll just start with Gary and then go back to Ben here in a second. And uh, I'll start off, and mine was just Chris Godwin. I said that to Ben, you know, pre-draft, and I think that's a part of the reason he ended up shopping him or trading him. And that's just because I don't – I wasn't fully sure how much I believed in Tom Brady, uh, like, since, what, Randy Moss. Tom Brady hasn't, you know, targeted his, his wide receivers all that much, and the Bucks have tight ends. They have running backs who can catch the ball. So I just wasn't sure if that target share was going to be there for the wide receivers. So I just don't think, you know, Godwin still may be very good for for fantasy, but I don't think he's going to be that high-level, you know, wide receiver, what, six or whatever he was last year. I don't think he's going to be quite that high. Uh, Wag, back to you. What's Who's one player on Gary's team you're not optimistic about? So when I look at his team, i got to go with Devin Singletary, man. He, yeah, that's a good one. He, he looked at it last year, and he started off well, you know what I'm saying? I think uh, he had the injuries with Sean McCoy, and then he had to step up and play, and he, he did pretty well. Then he got injured as well. But the way they, they drafted Zach Moss and the way he looked in the first couple games and the touches they were giving him, I, I think he's going to take the starting job by the end of the year. And I've drafted him in a couple leagues, and I think it's just basically due, due time until he takes over. But Devin Singletary has got to be mine right there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zach Moss is out this week, though, so Singletary has a shot, but even still, I mean, they play the Rams this week, so I don't know how much, uh, you know, he'll pay, that'll pay off for Devin Singletary. Ryan, who's one guy in Gary's team you're not optimistic about? Singletary as well, but I'm going to go Robinson. Um, I, I picked him up this week, but I don't – what the – oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name right now? Um, Trubisky? Yeah, I, I picked him up just so I could have someone to easily drop. Um, I don't like Trubisky, um, and so I think that kind of hurts Allen Robinson, even though he's such a good receiver. So I think that hurts his value. He's not going to live up to his full potential like he should, and he will next year when he's on the new team. So I think he's going to get hurt a little bit, but he's Russell Gage, and that offense is so freaking pass-happy that yeah. I think Russell Gage would be a great supplement in his lineup. And plus, Julio's looking like he's not going to play this week either. So yeah, exactly. Might get saved. But also, he's playing me, so that's just destined to take the <laughs> L. All right, back to Ben Lamb really quick. Uh, just one guy from uh, his team you think is not going to um, pay off. And mine is going to be David Johnson. Um, you know, Carlos Hyde was decent last year for Houston. Uh, he wasn't an RB1 or anything. Uh, but David Johnson, I, I think you're – either on the side that, you know, he's washed, he's never going to be good again, or the side of, you know what, he could be pretty good. Carlos Hyde was good, so David Johnson has to be good, all this stuff. I just don't think the Texans uh, as a whole are going to be good this year, and I think they're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. So unless David Johnson, you know, receives work through the air and receives receptions, I don't think he's going to provide any value. And they have Duke Johnson, who's by far, you know, a better pass catching back. So I think he's going to, you know, siphon a lot of the, the pass-catching uh, work for the running backs. Um, Ryan, back to you. Who do you think is going to bust on uh, Ben's team? I was going to go David Johnson. 
like uh, he tried trading him to me. It was one of the funniest trade offers I've ever gotten. And he's lucky it's Ben because it's just great when it's Ben and talking trades with him is hilarious. Um, but I'm going to go A.J. Green. He has 13 targets but only three catches. He um, is rusty. Yeah, he is a little rusty out of the gate. But the good news is they look like they're just going to throw the ball left and right just to get that offense going. So he's going to have a lot of chances. But he's kind of older, and there's some younger off like threats in that offense. So I don't think Green – Lives up to what he should. Yep. All right, Wag, to you. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm really literally looking at this team again. You guys took both of them. And even before I pick, pick I mean, outside of Christian McCaffrey, dude, this team looks like it could get beaten by the Hayfield Hawks, JB. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. I know why I put them last. But, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I guess if, if it wasn't those two, man, I might even just go Defonte Freeman. Like, I think that I, that's that would, a very fair one. You know, I mean, I, I feel like that it's a good pickup by the Giants, but at the same time, Deion Lewis has been there at least for the year and knows the offense. It's going to take Devontae Freeman some time to get ramped up. And I feel like even then, I think I, I saw every single one of my leagues, he got picked up, waiver wire, first ad outside of, uh, McCaffrey's backup. I literally Davis. I literally put four jars. No, <laughs> that should be literally written on the back of my hand. But um, I think Freeman, dude, he's a free agent. They dropped him for a reason in freaking Atlanta. You know, they pick up Gurley, but I just don't see him coming out, man. He didn't do too hot last year, and Lewis is just going to eat it on the passing catches. So uh, if I couldn't go Green or David Johnson, I'm definitely going Freeman. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, speaking of Dion Lewis, someone was very, very excited to uh, add him this week, paid $20 <laughs> for him, which was more than double what anyone else offered for him. And that is our number 10 guy, David. I had him 10. Uh, oh, we had him 10 across the board. Look at that. So consistency across the consensus rankings. Uh, you know, David, I don't necessarily think it's a bad team. It's just like, you know, especially with Saquon going down now, there's just nothing special about it, really. And my pick for the person who I think is going to underperform is someone I've never been in on, never been high on, and that's Joe Mixon. Uh, you know, the way I view fantasy is I said last week, I like my running backs on good teams, and I like my wide receivers on bad teams. Because when you're a good team, you run the ball, drain the clock. When you're a bad team, you're behind, you throw the ball, try to catch up. So with Joe Mixon, you know, Bengals are better, but they're still a bad team. There's still going to be a lot of negative game scripts. And, you know, through two weeks, he hasn't been, you know, all that great. He's the running back 34 through two weeks, and he was drafted, you know, as a top 12 running back and hasn't even been close to that. And, you know, I don't think it gets any easier this week in Philly. They have a strong, you know, front line. So I think, you know, after this week, David's just going to dump off Joe Mixon to Ryan for, like, peanuts. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, Ryan's going to get the best of him again. Uh, Wag, what do you think about David? Yeah, so I'm looking at his team, man. Honestly, this this looks like a 2019 starting crew, right? Like you got Adam, <laughs> Adam Thielen's, like, really good last year when he had Stephon Diggs to take some cover off of him. Keenan Allen looked great last year when he had, when he was not injured and had Phil Rivers throwing it. Joe Mixon was eating and also getting catches off of scrub quarterbacks, and Leonard Fournette was still eating on Jaguars. But – it's a different team with different players now, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, I look at it. I was thinking Joe Mix. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say Joe Mix because I have him in two of my other leagues. 
<laughs> I can't say that. Bad, bad my, own, my own pride would be shot there. But I'm going to say, I think Keenan Allen, dude. Keenan Allen right now is looking at it. I mean, his quarterback had the freaking medical team <laughs> Freaking no, misinjecting, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, God. if your medical team freaking missing your rib and hitting your lung, I'm only thinking this guy's going to go in there and they're going to be trying to give him an ibuprofen for his freaking back pains. It's going to be a melatonin, and he's going to be sleeping on the freaking sideline <laughs> just like the freaking Chubby Thighs team is, you know what I mean? So I, I had him at 10, and I'd say Keenan Allen is definitely my guy for regression. I would agree. Uh, I would especially say if Tyrod comes back at all this year, Definitely. Uh, he had a decent game last week with Justin Herbert. So if Herbert's going to be the star for the rest of the year, I think Keenan Allen treads upwards, but otherwise I agree. Uh, Ryan, yeah, I'm sure you won't mince words when talking about David. What do you think? Yeah, he was the one guy that I didn't consider points scored for. Um, he's lucky in the opponent 12th. I am going to get Joe Mixon. You, I, I can guarantee that. <laughs> um, I tried many times, but he's still overvaluing him. So I just need one more bad week from him, and I will get him. But I think Adam Thielen's going to be the bust. Kirk Cousins, like I like Kirk, well, but me too. He sucks. This year's <laughs> Kirk, bad. Kirk I, there's nothing so to, I can use to defend him this year. Minnesota's so pretty bad, though, dude. They might have yeah. thrown a little. We'll see. That like they're trying to hide him. Like, their entire offense is just giving the ball to Dalvin Cook and doing play-action dump-offs. And, like, Adam Thielen doesn't get all the attention out of the defense because you don't have digs on the other side and you add in a bad quarterback. He's not going to live up to that third-round draft pick. Um, Cousins is absolute butt in Madden, so now I'm on the Cousins <laughs> sucks train. Um, so I think Thielen's not going to live up. Yeah, with – that kind of offense, like we saw in the Thursday night game last week with Baker, I mean, obviously the Browns' new head coach was the Minnesota OC last year. So some of it's carried over. Like the Browns are trying to run the ball, and when they were able to do it last week, they actually won a game. Um, but Baker is actually pretty mobile and, you know, can run those bootlegs. Kirk is slow as shit and, you know, can't do that. So, you know, it might be a rough go for Minnesota this year and their defense is not as good as it's been either so they might tank for Trevor too who knows um all right moving on number nine uh kind of all over the place with our rankings but we'll talk about it number nine Tucker I had him ninth uh Wag you had him 11th and Ryan you had him seventh so Pretty varying. Ryan, we'll start with you. You had him the highest of the bunch. I mean, just below, like, you know, that 50% mark. What, what gives you optimism about Tucker's team? So I ranked him there because looking at the standings from 1 to 12, he's 6. Um, Points-wise, he's around, like, the 7th highest, like, score team. And when I really know what to do with people, I went to Don't that. score. Especially. Yeah. yeah um, James Conner bounced back from – averaging like one yard per carry so that's good um Mahomes had a how many oh, actually no he bounced back from that never mind um so yeah so like if Connor can be healthy the entire year Connor Mahomes and Kelsey would be solid um so him being like the seventh highest scored team is why I put them there yeah what about one guy you think is going to underperform this year so looking at his team um like, I want to say Will Fuller, but, like, he gets hurt every single year. So I yeah. Think like, that's expected. So I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. Um, I really like Tyler, but I feel like that is Metcalf's offense now. Like, 
uh, Metcalf kind of went off with Stephon Gilmore on him, and Stephon Gilmore was the defensive player of the year, and he shut down a lot of great receivers last year. So, like, if the defensive player of the year is having a hard time with you, everyone else is. I feel like he's like DK is just such a big freak of the way Wilson's playing. He's going to become the number one in the offense. Like, I think Tyler Lockett's still going to be good, but more of like a wide receiver three guy mm. instead of being like the low uh, in teams, one, the high two, yeah, fancy wise that he was drafted as. In I mean, like, if he was on my team, I'd be happy, but like. <laughs> Yeah. No, I like Tyler Lockett a lot, but I can see Russ. I mean, he had five touchdowns last week, and I'm pretty sure all five were two different receivers. So, you know, he might not even get the volume, but, you know, if he's scoring touchdowns, he'll he'll be relevant. Um, I have Tucker, you know, ninth. I think he – I talked about last week, you know, when it looked like he was – he missed on the Connor pick, you know, sound the alarm, huge red flag, but Connor bounced back. You know, Mahomes and Kelsey can win weeks by themselves. Um, and I believe he won last week. Um, but, you know, if Connor can, you know, provide 12 points a week, that's solid and, you know, just plug and play everywhere else. Um, the one guy I think is going to underperform, and to be honest, there's not a, a lot of options <laughs> from Tucker's team <laughs> if, if we're being real. Um, but mine is Patrick Mahomes, and I don't mean that, like, you know, he's going to absolutely suck this year. It's just like that record-breaking fantasy year, you know, 50 touchdowns. I just don't think we get that. Um, I think Lamar is going to be, you know, the quarterback one just because of the rushing yards. Um, I think, you know, Kyler Murray has a chance to finish ahead of Mahomes. Mahomes is probably finished third, maybe fourth at the lowest if Russell Wilson keeps up what he's doing. But, you know, I could see a world where, you know, Lamar, Russell – Dak, maybe Kyler, Josh Allen, if he keeps doing it, all finish ahead of him. But it's not because Mahomes suck. It's just I don't think, you know, they need to, you know, shoot out six touchdowns a game from Mahomes. I think, you know, with Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, they can run the ball a little bit more, control the clock, rather than, you know, just shooting at every team. That being said, I expect Monday night against the Ravens to be, like, one of the best games of the year. So excited for that. All right, Wag, lowest of the bunch. You had Tucker 11th. What do you hate about his team? Yeah, man, so uh, I'm just looking at it, man, and I just don't have a lot of confidence. When you take your first pick as Patrick Mahomes and you follow up with James Conner, who immediately gets hurt. And well, he, Travis- followed, he followed up with Travis Kelsey. You went both in the first round. Oh, shit. Well, then, God, this is the, I should have ranked him 12th then. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of looking at it. I think it's messed up my mind. But the real reason why I look at it, man, I look at his, I look at his team that's his starting positions, right, and then I look at his bench. And you mentioned, you're like, I can't really pick anyone because there's a lot to pick from. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of players on this team that I'd pick from, man. It's even that <laughs> starters. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is a long way away from being a starter. I look at Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. They can ball, but they're also a half step away from being injured and on your bench in an yeah. IR. I mean, you got three IR spots left. So, I mean, Tucker, keep throwing them up. But – uh yeah, dude, I mean, outside of that, I mean, Zach Moss, I've already talked about. I think he's going to take the job, too. That's just – you need some starters. Lockett's good, but with DK Metcalf coming in, it's just – I yeah. see him I see him being a stud. If you watched last game against the Cowboys and some of the catches he was making and just the strides he's taking, he's set up to be a superstar. And that just kind of pushes Tyler Lockett into the wide receiver two position to me. And, I mean, like you said, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they can carry your team week in and week out 
But those weeks that you don't, you need some people to kind of sprinkle some points on top and a potential to break out for 20 plus. And outside of those guys, I just don't don't see much other than maybe Will Fuller because he's the only person to pass on that freaking offense. But yeah, except for uh, he was, you know, he came Will Fuller. That is, he came out of the game for a couple plays and went back in, and he didn't get a, a single target the entire night. I mean, it all exactly. went to Brandon Cooks. So, you know, can you even rely on the Texans offense, which was kind of my point earlier. But, you know, you look at this team and you're like, oh, damn, I wonder who, you know, is hurt because of all these injuries that's going on. And you scroll down and the only person hurt on his team is Blake Jarwin. Yeah, that's like, true, man. <laughs> I mean, it is week two. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about in the in the past, man, of Devontae Parker and Will Ford. That's just scary. That's why. No, I no, no. I, I just mean, like, you look at Ben Lamb's team, right? And Oh yeah, like, yeah. If yeah. you just go to a starting lineup, you're like, God damn, who the fuck is like hurt? And then you, <laughs> you see you see McCaffrey and Sutton and Chark all hurt, and you're like, Oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And then you scroll to Tucker's team, and you're like, God damn, who the fuck is hurt? And you're like Blake Jarwin. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> How bad was your draft? So Exactly. I mean, yeah, and that's why I kinda of put it. And if I have to go, I mean I'll be brief with it, but Patrick Mahomes is my pick too. He's never gonna be bad, but I don't think he's gonna have the star studded of his year uh, last I'll, year. Yeah, I'll put it this way. He is not even going to come close to that first-round draft capital that Tucker paid for him. It was no, solely no, no, a no. it was a sentimental pick, and that's it, and, which I respect to an extent, but, you know. I mean, dude, you got to try and keep the name up as long as you can. And I mean, yeah. you got to pay that price, right? I respect it. I respect it. All right, moving on, number eight, and that is Ryan uh, Wag. And Ryan had Ryan eighth. I had Ryan seventh, so just a tick higher. So I'll start, and, you know, mine's easy. It's just – Injuries in with Ryan in particular, none of his injuries, while they are all big injuries, they're so far they're not like season long like some of these teams like Saquon or you know McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. Um, but you know Michael Thomas, AJ Brown, and to this point Kenny DeGalladay, it was a huge hit to him. And you know had he had maybe just one of those, he probably would have won last week. Kenny Galladay is supposed to come back this week, but you know. Once his team's all healthy, which they will be at some point during the year, and the fact that he has at least two more trade rapes of David to go uh, <laughs> this season, you know, I have nothing but, you know, almost good things to say about um, Ryan. Like, one of my biggest concerns in the draft was, you know, I was mocking myself Michael Thomas without even thinking of it because Ryan was right behind me, and I was like, I can't give Ryan Michael Thomas and Lamar Jackson. I just can't do it. It wasn't necessarily about my team. It was just like, I can't give Ryan Michael Thomas. And it took, you know, to the very last day where it's just like, I got to do what's best for me. And I went Kamara, and then I saw Ryan go Thomas. I was like, I fucked up. <laughs> but, you know, for, through the first three weeks, it looks like it's okay, only because Michael Thomas is hurt. But, again, once everyone's healthy, you know, it should be all systems go for Ryan in his, uh, you know, quest to repeat. But my bus pick – there's not a lot to choose from, and it's the opposite of Tucker. Tucker was there wasn't a lot of expectations with a lot of his guys. With Ryan, I just don't see a lot of guys. I, I like a lot of his guys, and I'm not just like you know sucking his dick just because. Like I, I like a lot Come of on. his guys, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the the guy I'll pick is Mark Ingram, and that's just because I really like J.K. Dobbins. I think Dobbins takes over at some point, and you know high powered offense, but. You know, I don't know how, like, hot of a take that is because I don't think Mark Ingram had huge expectations. He had a solid year last year, but that was mainly, you know, dependent on touchdowns. It wasn't, you know, he was a, an amazing running back still. He's solid, but I don't think he's going to be 
a running back too. I think he'll be high three, so low 20s or no high 20s as far as where he finishes on the year. Um, Wag, what do you think about Ryan's team? Yeah, man, so honestly, I, I, when I was looking at Ryan's team, I was very back and forth, right, on where I wanted to put your put your guys, because I like your squad a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's just personally, I'm a big... It's okay. Running. You can suck his dick, too. There's room. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't mind, I don't mind sucking your dick, because I might want to make a trade for uh, one of your guys, too. I know Joel tried oh, to I last love year trades. and seal the deal. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you're not going to get near as much of a trade rape as you would with David. But uh, I was just going to say, you, <laughs> look, you can look at David's team, too, because if there's anyone you want on David's team, Ryan can get them for you. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe, maybe we can do like a three-way, kind of like a parlay kind of ordeal here. <laughs> But now, what I'm looking at, though, I mean, I'm a big running back guy, and I love having backs. And yeah, forty two dollars worth. Yeah, dude, forty two dollars, man. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll trade you someone for him. Don't worry. When he goes off, <laughs> I, I don't have running backs. I need my receivers, dude. I'll give you some. But um, but I look at your team, though. We we kind of talk about the reason why I think I actually settled at you at nine was because or whatever rank I gave it at eight. Eight is because I look at your team, and we even spoke about this. You have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay on your squad. And I was just like, I mean, they're both studs, but you can't have both of them, right? Like, I couldn't justify myself playing them both, even though they probably could both go for 15 to 20 points each, right? Like, depending on what kind of game script that the Lions have because they're so freaking garbage and they just have to throw the, time, throw the whole time. But that's probably your, your receiver depth is what put me at where I like it. You know, Michael Thomas, Tower Boyd's going to do really well. But my biggest bust on your team, I think, is going to be Austin Eckler, dude. I look at the way the Chargers are playing and that one guy, Kelly, that they have just taking into touches and getting in there. I think Austin – and I have Austin Eckler in two of my leagues as well, and it concerns the shit out of me. And anyone trying to trade for Eckler right now, you – be concerned. Sorry, I'm messing up your trade so you can trade with me now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but now Eckler, Eckler would be my uh, my biggest red flag on your squad. It was surprising. I thought Eckler would be better with Tyrod because I figured Tyrod would just do the, the dump-offs, and that's where Eckler would get his PPR value. He didn't have a single catch with Tyrod in week one. Or I don't even think he had a single target. And then week two, you know, he bounces back. He has 18 points. Didn't get the touchdown, but the fact that he got 18 points without a touchdown, pretty good. So, you know, he's going to score some. So, if Herbert sticks around, I think Eckler's going to be fine. But, again, if Tyrod comes back, which, you know, Anthony Lynn said he's their starter when healthy, you know, Eckler could be in the mood for – or in the uh, path for some regression. All right, Ryan, what do you hate about your team? Um, my RB2 is pretty weak, but, like, every year, especially last year, my whole formula is, David, the last year, it was David. just great. Like, <laughs> if you have a strong quarterback, one strong running back, and your wide receivers and flex are strong, it'll make up for that, um, like, a weak RB2, and that's kind of what I have this year, but the only problem is my two strong wide receivers to help with that have been hurt. Mm -hmm. So that plan's kind of gone a little bit shit right now. But I absolutely hate Tariq Cohen. <laughs> um, and, like, it just – it bothers me. Like, every year he has about four or five weeks where he just puts up, like, 20-some-odd points because that's when the week they're like, you know what, we're going to get ball to Tariq Cohen. We just have to figure out when those weeks are. And so far it's not them. 
Um, and I have to keep him just because running backs are so, like, scarce this year. So not a big Tariq Cohen guy. Um, trying to trade Marvin Jones just needs when Kenny, when Kenny Galladay comes back and healthy, that gives Jones a nice boost. So I just need to wait for that to happen so I can strike. Um, literally just trying to trade him for another wide receiver is equal. If anyone's listening to this, I would take a wide receiver from him just because, you know, that's nice and simple. But, yeah, Tree Cone sucks. <laughs> I like how the Bears made it a priority to extend Tree Cone before Allen Robinson. <laughs> it's very Bears-like. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on, number seven, and, again, uh, someone with – a little bit of a variance between the consensus rankings, and that is Josh. I had him seventh. Ryan had him – oh, wait. No, I had him eighth. Ryan had him ninth, and Wag had him fifth. So that's where, you know, he gets a little boost. Um, Wag, what do you – I mean, you have Josh in the top half. What do you really like about Josh's team, and who's the one guy you don't like? Yeah, man. So, I mean, I look at his team. At the beginning of the season, I would have said – some question marks, right? Like around CEH, you know, he's the rookie, unproven. He's on a stud-like offense, but at the same time, the Chiefs, just any kind of running backs, it could be a makeshift back. They put them in there, they become studs. I mean, you put a dude that's pretty good out of college, if not better than pretty good, and he showed up. I was very nervous about drafting him in multiple leagues, and I was proven wrong clearly because he's going to get his. Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay going down, man, I mean, it looks like he has two running back ones right there. And that speaks big into the way I play. Um, outside of that, I mean, Dak is just showing up like he did last year. He was top five. They're slinging it. He's going to keep getting his touchdowns. In our league, you get six points for your passing touchdown, right? So mm -hmm. when they're passing it to a high, like, volume offense and if it's not on the one-yard line, they're not feeding Zeke, he's going to eat. Um Outside of that, I see his bench, man, and there's potential. I mean, he's got John Brown, clearly Aaron Rodgers. If he's going to keep doing well, you got to trade him, right? There's plenty of people in the league that you could get something out of. Especially when you have Dak. Oh, 100%. If you have Dak, you can just trade Aaron Rodgers, and you're flex basically. He will literally give his entire team for Aaron Rodgers. So it exactly. looks like Ryan's going to acquire Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you. I'm doing the trade analysis for you. I'm doing the trade analysis for you. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I, a lot of the whole my, – my rankings were based on your starters, right? And then I immediately moved to your depth. And I'm like, how are you going to play if this guy goes down? Because, I mean, if this guy gets COVID, it's a very injury-prone season, in my opinion. So you got to have depth on there. And I felt John Brown was good. Sterling Shepard's going to get his. I mean, Boston Scott, it depends on if Sanders can stay healthy. But, I mean, I like his team. I could say – the biggest red flag for me would probably be – I'd have to say – I don't know, you, and you guys are going to hate this, but I just got to say Goddard, man. I think that – There's a lot of hype around him right now. There's so much hype But it's him. also Ryan's guy, so I'm sure Ryan's fuming. I mean, it's the thing is, like, you look at him in, like, week one, man. I mean, he just went off, and then he comes off and does a flopper the next week, right? I, I think there's so much – and it's not that he's not going to do well. It's just there's so much hype around him, but you also have Zach Ertz to worry about. And mm -hmm. if you're depending on him as your day-in starter, I mean, it's just going to it's gonna be tough. And I have Zach Ertz, right? But I'm going to take the name value – over Goddard. I mean, they're both going to get theirs, but I think he's not going to do as well as people are. Yeah, I, I see it. 
um, you know, with Goddard, you would think the Eagles have always, like, I mean, just right now, they lost Jalen Rager, their first-round pick, and DJX is their number one receiver. And after that, they have nobodies. So you would think Goddard would be in line for more targets, like a better, you know, workload, but didn't come to fruition last week. So we'll see. Uh, I had Josh eighth. Uh, again, part of this is just, you know, I still don't love the trade that he did with Ryan. And, you know, Joel, Joel and Ryan, like, kind of explained it to me. And, you know, Ryan being involved in the trade kind of gave me insight to Josh's, like, mindset on, on what he's trying to do with the trade. But I just – I still just don't like it even a week later. You know, I think Melvin Gordon has the benefit of Philip Lindsay being out. Philip Lindsay is close to returning. Um, but, of course, Drew Locke goes down. They might run the ball more, so Melvin Gordon might be fine. But will he be better than Oscar Eckler? In my opinion, no. Um, Juju, you know, Juju looked great week one, traded for him. And now Deontay Johnson looks like the number one receiver in Pittsburgh. So is Juju going to be better than Kenny Galladay? In my opinion, no. And then Dallas Goddard, you know, he didn't – he traded for Derek – or Jared Cook, traded away a hundred, or Hayden Hurst in, to make Goddard – his starter to me i think hayden hurst is going to be the better tight end year long not that goddard goddard will still probably be like a top 12 uh tight end because he's going to end up scoring here soon but i like hayden hurst better so that's already three of the four i don't even remember what the fourth piece was uh in that trade but you know i still don't like that that trade um so that's one reason i had him lower but to me i'm going to kind of cheat here the player i i think or the person I think is who's going to bust for Josh's team is Josh himself. Josh is always going to make the wrong moves, whether it's trade or last week he started Aaron Rodgers over Dak. Dak literally doubled Aaron Rodgers' points. Like I just don't think Josh is going to make the right moves to you know win, win any games of fantasy football. Like it was the same thing before he uh, before he left the league and you know served our country and all, all the shit like. He, he just doesn't make good moves for fantasy football, and it's continuing this year. And so I just don't have any belief, any faith in this team. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, you know, um, he asked me Sunday who he should start, that quarterback. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, go Rodgers. And he went Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and Dak, like, went off. And I was like, oh, this is really awkward. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I have them lower just because 220 points scored. Um, not going to be too high. I know a lot of that was from a very bad week one. Um, but personally, I think it's going to bust. Like, I could go with Dell just because I hate the Browns offense. I don't think Baker's any good. Um, I think that just really kills everyone. But I honestly think it's CEH. Like, I was going to draft him, but, like, I just couldn't live with myself not taking Michael Thomas. And yeah, I was surprised you didn't, but I yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I can't pass on, like, the greatest season any wide receiver's ever had. Like, I knew he wasn't going to do it again, but, like, I think CEH is going to be really good, but I don't think he's going to be that first-round value. Like, I could be completely wrong, and he could be, like, RB number three at the end of the year. Um, I don't think he'll be the first-round value, but I can honestly see him be, like, RB, like, 16 or 17. Um, which is still good, but not where you draft them at. So I'll just go with him. Yeah, I see that too. I mean, we saw week one, they were, kind of, they were positive, so they were feeding him the ball. He made the most of it. And he's good. Like, he's very good. Uh, but last week, you know, closer game, 
they had to come back against the Chargers. He still managed to do 13 points, but you're not that's not really something you're looking out or looking for out of your your first one round pick, especially your first round running back. Um, but just quick question: rest of season, would you rather Ceh or Derrick Henry? Um, like I, I want to say Henry, but also the Chiefs' offense is so good. But mm-hmm. Henry's just in that typical slow start where I feel like he's just not as good as he is, and that's when I trade him and he turns into a god <laughs> in years in a row. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just go Henry just because he's gonna start going off eventually. All right, C H or uh, Josh Jacobs? That might be a bad one because Jacobs is going off. That's tough. Um, just because Wags here, I go CEH. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's okay to wish you had Josh Diggs. <laughs> still make some trades. We still make some trades. Uh, I'm gonna hurt Jacobs' value, so trade it to me. CEH or Kenyon Drake? I'll go CEH. Yeah, I would go CEH as well. All right, last one: CEH or Austin Eckler? CEH. Wag. I'm gonna go see H, dude. Austin yeah. kiss my ass. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, probably like low end RB one, which you know you would be happy with. But in Josh's case, he took him six overall, so you could have had some other guys there that probably would have done better. Um, all right, moving on. Number six, and that is Christian. Uh, I had him six. Ryan had him six. Uh, Wag had him slightly below at seven. You know, he's putting up a shit ton of points, but it's just not, you know, turning into anything for Christian. Uh, Wag, what do you like about Christian's team, and who's the one guy you think it's going to underperform? Yeah, man, and just uh, like like you said, I mean, uh, the, what, the reason why I put him so low is because you can put up points, dude, but when you come up and you show up against two good teams, I believe he played, he played me in week one, and... I'm sorry you caught the L there, but and then he played second. Jack week two, yeah. who put up over 200. He was pushing the freaking team, the league high in points. But I mean, if, if you're gonna be a good team, you got to show up in those big games, man. You got to show up big when you come and play those guys. But um, looking at his team, I like it. I'm not gonna lie, I like it a lot when it comes to the starters outside of RJ two. I mean, Russell Wilson is looking like an MVP. I mean, yep. he, what nine touchdowns or something like that over yeah, QB one right games. now. Disgusting amounts of numbers. Dalvin Cook's always going to eat. There's always a little question mark about injuries and with everything going on. But, I mean, outside of that, great pick when he got him, where he got him. Uh, his receivers are looking – I mean, I was, I'm was. i not going to lie. Johnson is looking amazing. And when I first – getting a shit ton of targets. Oh, it's insane. And you get the volume, you're going to do well, especially in PPR as a receiver. And I was a little bit hesitant to draft him. And that's kind yeah, of – I was too. That was more Big Ben than Deontay Johnson, though. Yeah, me. Big Ben is freaking slinging it right now. I didn't think he would be. <laughs> I thought he would be slinging it, like, in an arm sling. I thought he was done. But, man, looking at his team, I like it. I mean, he's going to keep in keeping contention with everybody week in and week out with Russ and Dalvin. And, honestly, the biggest bust on his team, I think, and this is going to be a bold one, I think, is Julio Jones. That was, was going to be mine. Yeah, I mean, did you look at the way that – Wow, shit, why am I blanking on the name right now? Calvin Ridley. 
Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, Ridley yeah. number one though. Number one overall. He's catching balls left and right, making big plays. I mean, he was a first round draft pick for a reason. And mm-hmm. now he's showing up and Julio's looking like he's gonna be in the twilight of his career with him freaking taking number one. And I mean, they gotta make cap space. I don't even know if Julio's gonna be there much longer, but I think Julio's gonna be probably my option for that. Yeah, I can see it. Just because, you know, Julio's still going to get the air yards, but he's never been one to score touchdowns, and it's made no sense throughout his entire career. Like, uh, he seems to score, like, four to six touchdowns a year, and for someone of his caliber, he should be, you know, double digits. Calvin Ridley, year one, had 10 touchdowns, and, you know, he's on pace for, like, 30 this year. So (laughs) that's going to be insane. And and if he misses time, that's only going to, you know, build a rapport between Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Um, so, you know, first round pick, it's going to be tough to see him drop to a wide receiver two, um, you know, range, uh, for me, you know, he put up a lot of points. I just don't know how sustainable it is. Ronald Jones looks like he's about to be surpassed by Leonard Fournette at any moment. If he hasn't already, you know, we just talked about Jones, Dalvin cook. I like him a lot, but you know, there is a little injury concern there. Um, but on the other hand, Russell Wilson can win him weeks and will win him weeks at this pace. I mean, he's averaging 45 points a game right now, which, yeah, not sustainable. But he plays Dallas this week, and, you know, that's in all likelihood going to be a shootout. So he might put 45 points up again this week, and Christian might lose, dropping 150 points again. Um, so we'll see. My pick, uh, one of them, I, well, I guess – Wag took my Julio one, so I'll do Harrison Butker solely because he's not on Ryan's team, so yeah, I know he's him. not going to be good. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? So fantasy football is a lot of luck. Um, people always want to claim that there's all this skill and everything to it, but it's nine. Looking at you, Tucker, you shouldn't have won that title. <laughs> it's it's ninety five percent luck, like twenty percent skill. 15% concentrated power. Well, 100%. I mean, yeah. Christian scored 300 points in two weeks, and he's 0-2. Like, that, that doesn't happen very often. Like, that's a lot of bad luck, and that sucks. He also has the most points scored against him by, I think, like 70. Um, Terrible defense. Bad defense. Like, whether that's his team overperforming those two weeks or people just going off against him, like Jack dropping, like, 212. Um, so that kind of sucks. Like, he's got a good core. I don't really like Ronald Jones because I think the Bucks are going to go to a run-by committee here before Fournette just takes over. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I'm going to go with his his bench. Like, this year, depth is going to be more important than ever. Like, there's no preseason, and the injury rate's, like, the highest it's been in 10 years. Your depth is going to be tested. And his backup running backs are Brita, Duke Johnson, and Sony Michelle. Um, and <laughs> then his <laughs> his backup wide receivers are Larry Fitz, Nikhil Harry, and Brandon Cooks. Who Brandon Cooks I do like. Um, but I like Nikhil Harry too. Yeah. And how's your How's your team name gonna have the guy on the bench? That that thing, <laughs> it was your fourth <laughs> round pick. Like how are you gonna bench your fourth round pick? That pissed uh, me off. Yeah. So I'm just going with this bench right now. That may start hurting eventually, but if Russell Wilson keeps playing like this, he's going to be doing a lot better than this. Yeah, and last thought about Christian's team, just because, Ryan, you pointed it out, and some other teams have this too, but, like, looking at a starting lineup, I can't see, like, Ryan, when your team's at full health, you know, we had Christian ahead of you, but when your team is at full health, you have decisions to make on who to start every single week because you have good players. With Christian, you know, 
if everyone's healthy, his starting lineup is pretty much set. Like, you know, I like Brandon Cooks. I like Nikhil Harry, but I wouldn't play them over Julio, Deontay Johnson, or Robert Woods. I, like, I, I wouldn't, even though, you know, there's going to be weeks where the guys on the bench outperform the starters. Like, that's just fantasy football. But, you know, his running backs are straight trash, so he's going to have to start Ronald Jones. Obviously, you're not benching Russell Wilson. So his lineup is literally the same every single week, and there's not any depth to it. So once the bye weeks start hitting, you know, Christian's not going to be dropping 150 a week anymore. So just something to keep an eye on. All right, going into the top half, we're at number five, and that is Joel. I had him fifth. Um, Wag had him sixth. And the big one is Ryan had him second. So Ryan, will swing back to you. Big praise for Joel. Uh, what do you like about his team? Uh, Joel got the nod at two just because he has the second most points scored. Um, like I said early on, a lot of my rankings were done. Based All right, off. who are you trying to trade for his team? Um, his team, Chris Carson. You're, he you're hyping sucks. him so much. <laughs> um, no, I mean he scored 325 points. Yeah, I'm gonna give you two. Fucking. Uh, you know, Chris Carson. He really sucks. You should probably trade him to Joel, like we've been trying for three weeks. <laughs> um, I think Matt Ryan's great. Like that offense is just going to throw the ball about 80 times a game. I feel like they're going to have like 400 yards passing every single week. That kind of hurts Todd Gurley's value, which is why he's my guy. I think is going to be his bust. Um, Like he has arthritis in both his knees. That's going to start acting up at some point. And he's not that same dominant fantasy freak that we've seen him be in the past, especially now that he's in such a happy Sorry, pass happy offense that has a lot of mouths to feed, and Matt like Matt Ryan can support a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I feel like Todd Gurley won't be on those people he'll support in the passing game, and I feel like that's why his value gets a little bit hit a little bit, and he's my bus pick. Yeah, I mean, in the fact that he had what twenty two carries last week, Todd Gurley did, and he only put up six point one points. So he's not even, when he's getting opportunities, he's not doing anything with them. And that the fact, like Ryan, you just said, the fact that he's not putting up anything in the passing game, he's not getting those receptions that obviously add to your total very quickly. Todd Gurley's like on the fast track to to busting. Um, but I had Joel Fifth, you know, still putting up a lot of points. Matt Ryan looks good. Uh, Chris Carson looks good. DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, Devonta Adams. I mean, you know, that is a solid, solid core. So I think. In the long run, Joel's fine. Probably needs to make a move here or there, um, not with Ryan, but he probably <laughs> needs to make a move here or there. Uh, I would like, you know, if I had his team, I would like to trade for a better running back. Yeah, um, you know, that's hard to come by, especially this year with the scarcity of running backs. Uh, the one guy I am, you know, a little hesitant on is Cooper Cup, um, and I, I think Joel is too. We kind of talked about it last week, but, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, historically is that red zone target for Jared Goff. Um, And, you know, you take out Brandon Cooks, in theory, that provides more opportunities, more targets for Cooper Cup. But then, you know, through two games, so we have a small sample size, it looks like Tyler Higby's kind of taking over that role of that red zone target. I mean, Higby had three touchdowns last week. You know, again, not sustainable, and Cooper Cup will get his at some point. But I just don't think it's going to be, you know – that hot streak that we saw a couple of years ago. I don't know if it was last year or the year before where Cooper Cup was insane before he got hurt. I don't think we're ever going to see that again. Not that he won't be solid again, but, you know, I just don't see that happening. And that's someone 
Joel's going to need to rely on, especially if Adams misses a long period of time. Uh, Wag, you had Joel the lowest of the three of us. Why are you less optimistic about his team? Yeah, so looking at Joel's squad, man, I, I'm not going to lie. I jumped between Christian, Joel, and I think it was Josh. And I, I was just looking at their teams, man, and, and I put them back and forth, looked multiple times. And his starters are solid, in my opinion. And I, I love it. But then I look at his depth. If one of those guys goes down, you look at Ty Gurley. If Ty Gurley goes down, his next best option is now Himes or Daryl Henderson. Yep. And <laughs> I almost threw up just saying that. But <laughs> um, it's just like I'm, I, I like his starters outside. I think Ty Gurley is going to get his personally. They're not using him like you guys said in the passing game. But the second they start giving him some check downs like they used to do to Devontae Freeman, I think he's going to pick up. He's getting the carries and he's getting the volume that he needs to be relevant as a wide receiver too. But it's going to take some time. Um, I mean, solid starting lineup. Young Hoku is literally putting up more points than anybody in the goddamn league. <laughs> my young Hoku, my old host suck. But we're looking at this. I'd say the biggest bust probably is going to be Devontae Adams. Very, very fucking bold statement right there with him being number three. But the reason I say this is because I believe fully in Aaron Jones, and I believe fully that he is going to dominate every single aspect of Green Bay's offense. And in that fact, fuck Devontae Adams. It just sounds like <laughs> I won't be trading for Aaron Jones this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the Devontae Adams second again. If he misses any extended period of time, obviously that kind of makes that that bus pick a little bit easier. All right, moving on to our top four. Uh, this team ran into an absolute juggernaut this week, um, and that is Nate uh, put up 150 but lost to me because I'm a fucking wagon. Um, <laughs> but Nate, you know, I think I look at his team, and it's similar to Ryan's where I, I like a lot of what he did, which was rare for Nate because I feel like Nate always had one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and, you know, everyone here – listening to this has tried at one point or another to trade with Nate and it's the most frustrating thing in the goddamn world. Um, Successfully so, did it. <laughs> so, you know, like yeah. for, for Nate in particular, Nate and Jack are the two people that really have very similar teams that they drafted because they don't make any moves <laughs> throughout the season. But for, in Nate's case, it looked like he made a lot of good moves. I mean, obviously Calvin Ridley, the number one wide receiver through two weeks, Tyree killed and uh, second round pick Kenyon Drake. Uh, and Derrick Henry, underperforming to this point, but I don't, season long, I think they'll bounce back. Marquise Brown is, you know, down a little bit, but I think he'll bounce back. Um, the one bus pick I have in, you know, through two weeks, I don't think it's a hot take anymore, but I wasn't in on him from the start, and that's Gronk. And you know, I think that's just like all name at this point. The The Bucks have a ton of options uh, with Evans and Godwin, um, Fournette, Ronald Jones. And then the two tight ends I already had with O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. So slotting in Gronk was, you know, just a name play. He's, I think he's going to be more of a decoy. Bruce Arians said he loves him as a blocker. Like, I'm sure Gronk was thrilled to come back out of retirement to block. So, you know, I, I just think he's a drop candidate at this point. I mean, Logan Thomas is getting a ton of targets. Haskins sucks. But I, I think year-long Thomas will be better than Gronk. So that's my buzz pick. Not a hot one, but obviously we're getting into the good team. So less options to choose from. Uh, Wag, we'll swing it back to you. What do you like about Nate's team, and who do you think is going to bust? 
Yeah, man. So, and, and talking about trades and Nates, it, it's kind of sad to hear. I mean, him and Jack are both the same, right? That, yeah. You'll literally get to the point, at least I've dealt with both of them at one point or another, maybe once or twice, Jack more than him, but I've dealt with Nate once. And we've gotten to the point where I think where we were about to make a trade. And then he has a board. It, it fell flat. And I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? And I have a lot of hope for his team because I'm looking at him like, because he's in school. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. No time to talk. But I'm looking at his team, and I said, "All right, well, he's got Cam, and then he's got Gardamenchi. This is." And I made the decision before he had the flop last night when he was looking like a stud. But I'm like, "You have two really hot quarterbacks right now, and there are plenty of people out there that need a quarterback. And you could at least you don't need two, right? You need to start one. You know, I I never justify having a quarterback on my bench, especially two starters. And that was my argument for Aaron Rodgers and." Um, I can't remember who we were talking about the team before, but when you had two running back. Or oh, Dak. Yeah, Dak. Yeah, Dak. And I'm like, you have to trade one of those off. You can get so much value for that. And I, that's why I kind of ranked him so high. And also looking at his starters. I mean, that, that that attests to his depth. But, I mean, Mostert, before he got injured, ripped off an 80-yard touchdown and was looking like yep, one of yep. San Francisco's best offensive weapons. Granted, now with all the injuries, it's, it's a little bit hard for San Francisco. But – and a lot of other people don't think Kenyon Drake's going to do well. I'm pretty high on him myself. I think Derrick Henry, he's getting the touches that warrants fantasy value. Granted, most of those touches are – He had 31 carries. carries week one. It was disgusting. And then 25 the next week. And I mean, they're going to use him goal line. It's just – Yeah, it'll come. Yeah, it's going to come. And they're going to throw it to him too when they need to for check downs. But his starting squad is solid. If I had to look at one player and say, I think this is going to be a bust – I'm going to think it's going to be, and this is usually why I wouldn't say this, but I'd say a defense, and that's going to be 49ers defense and Titans defense because, one, 49ers got decimated when they lost, what was it, was it Bosa? Bosa and Solomon Thomas and yeah, Richard Sherman's on IR. Exactly, lost multiple players, so that's going to be terrible, and that was a higher pick for them. They streaming – I just don't like having two defenses and two quarterbacks. I'm I'm sorry. I'm kind of re- reevaluating my pick on this for how I had him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like dude, I don't know if there's a recent acquisition, but I'd say definitely his defenses, dude. That they're gonna bust. You're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have to definitely play the waivers and pick up a good matchup each week to be consistent. Because I mean, if you get zero to negative points, that's a huge hit for you in a week, man. Yeah, huge yeah. hit. Plus, he still has Bryce Lopp on his bench, who hasn't been active for a game yet this year. So, you know, there's that for Nate. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? I really like Nate's team. Um, Cam is playing really freaking well. Um, his shoulder looks perfectly healthy. Didn't think he would look this good, but he's looking great through two weeks. Yeah, he looks um, like Cam. It's almost like the Panthers shouldn't have gotten rid of him. It's almost like I can't believe no tried. Um, I hey, like Ryan, season long, you, would you rather Cam Newton or Teddy Two Gloves? You know, that's tough because I like my, a quarterback who wears gloves, but I got to go with Cam on that one, man. Yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> I think any logical organization would go with Cam Newton over uh, over uh, Teddy Two Gloves. Cam Newton's shoulder is going to break the way they're running. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Continue. Um, I really like, like I, I like Nate's team. I like Drake. Um, he became a freaking god in the playoffs last year and I'll forever be grateful. Um I've tried trading for him multiple times. The first time 
Nate goes, man, I have a good team. I usually draft terrible teams. <laughs> um, and then the second time I have like a 30 minute long conversation about like work and how Florida is really stupid. Um, so it didn't Progress. Go yeah. So like it didn't go anywhere. Like I told Nate, I was like, dude, you and I made a great trade last year. I gave you your keeper and like the best running back in fantasy football. I'm not going to steer you wrong. But then we went back to talk about work. <laughs> um, but really, really, why are you so easy to talk to? The best of time when you do that. That's a good sign. He's such a great guy. Um, looking at his team, I feel like Bus. Maybe I'm going to go Marquise Brown. Um, I feel like the Ravens. They're either going to run or. Lamar is going to feed his tight ends um, like he did last year. So I feel like that kind of hurts uh, Brown, and he kind of seems like the Hail Mary guy, which they don't do too often, though Lamar can sling it. Like he's proved last year he can hit the deep ball pretty well. So I think he's just too dependent on the deep ball and the offense that's more run and tight end base than feeds the wide receivers. Yeah, it seems like it's more – the offense is more up the middle rather than to the the sidelines yeah. where Mark Keith Brown operates. So I like that pick. All right, moving on, top three, uh, pretty close in our, you know, consensus rankings, you know, just uh, less than a point separated the three teams, and we have a tie for number one. Uh, number three is myself. I had myself third. Ryan had me third. Wag had me second. Um, Wag, what makes you think I'm the second best team in the league? Dude, you have probably one of the best starting squads, I'd say, out there. I'm, I'm looking at your squad and just – because, like I said, I'm very high running backs. You got Alvin Kamara and then Miles Sanders slipped to you. And the way that they're teeing him up to be the starter, which is unlike any Philly team that has been in the past couple of years, because they've always been committee, mm -hmm. is going to look like he's going to be just going crazy, with, with especially with Carson Wentz looking terrible. So, if you have that and then DJ Moore – with the Panthers, who are trash. I, I'm going to say it, dude. The Panthers are tanking this year, and they're going to be down. The defense is all rookies. So they're just going to throw out to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson all day, and the Rex are going to be there. Kyler Murray, dude. That, uh, sorry, like, uh, whenever you look at your team, you have it so fucking mixed up with all the <laughs> people on the bench and back up for that. I teed up earlier. But, no, I mean, I'm looking at it, dude. And then, I mean, this was before yesterday, too. Robinson fucking went off yes, last sir. night. Holy shit. Freaking RB1s and whatever you want to call him, dude. I don't even know. That's The guy's freaking insane. But I like your team, dude. The one player I'd say, though, that would bust for me is going to be Jarvis Landry. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I just feel like that team has so much potential in offense. But Baker has always been like kind of like a throw to a tight end kind of guy, but also sprinkled in the receivers, and then they run heavy with two studs that they rightfully have. But I don't think he's going to put up his top 15. I think it was last year numbers that he's going to have. I think Odell Beckham's going to bounce back in a little bit. But outside of that, dude, your team, I'm, I'm going to freaking suck your dick on this. Kareem Hunt was a fucking solid snag on your part. He is taking away from Nick Chubb's carries. They're throwing to him multiple times. The dude had – how many carries did he have last game? Uh, like, only like 10, but he had like 8.4 rush or yards per carry. It was I was about to say, it was like ridiculous numbers, and then he scored multiple times. I mean, 
he's going to keep eating, and they're just going to be very, very heavy on the run, which is why I'm a little bit more down on Landry, but solid squad, dude. Murray is Murray's looking like he's going to shape up well, throwing to my boy DeAndre Hopkins, and, I mean, he's going to give him a lot of points, so it's going to give him a lot of points, you know? Agreed. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, you got good RBs when no one really has any running backs. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to be great, especially now that Thomas is out. He is that offense, and it's going to run through him, so he's going to keep doing well. Um, Minshew Mania is going to keep Robinson going sufficient. Uh, your wide receivers with Darius Slay and then Deshaun Jackson suck, but that's all right. Your RB show gets you around that. Um, but, no, you have a really solid squad. I really like Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to be the MVP conversation this year. Um, I think before the year I said he was my dark horse pick for the MVP. You did. Yes, sir. Um, he's looked pretty good through two weeks. He's finally running the ball. Like, I feel like he, like, was like, hey, you know, Lamar is pretty good running the ball. I can run. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. And he's looked really great through two weeks so far, and I think he's going to keep that up the entire season and be a top three fantasy quarterback. So when I don't really like um, – is DJ Moore just be like he had a really good week last week, but he only has a fifty-five. <laughs> he's a fifty-five percent catch rate, and I feel like a lot of that is because of Teddy Bridgewater. I don't really like Teddy. I feel like that's gonna hurt Moore's value if they can get on the same page. No preseason hurt, so this is basically the preseason for them. So that should go up, and that'll help him. But I feel like Bridgewater is just gonna hurt Moore's value throughout the year. Yeah, I can see it. I, you know, even though Robbie Anderson's like the better wide receiver through two weeks, I think that helps um, DJ Moore and obviously McCaffrey going down. You know, he eats up a lot of targets because he's that good of a receiver out of the backfield. I think DJ Moore should be solid, but you know, after that, you know, there's a little room for concern. But he's getting the targets, and that's why you know I won't get too concerned, not looking to move him or anything. Uh, the one guy, you know, after the draft, I was like. You know, shit, I didn't want this guy at all, but because of the situation and the last-minute change to go from Michael Thomas to Kamara, that kind of changed my later-round draft picks, and that's Amari Cooper. Um, You know, third round, I got snaked, but I was going to go – my plan was always Galladay in the second and DJ Moore in the third, and then, you know, after that, I had Sanders as my keeper, so I had Kamara and Sanders and then Galladay and Moore, then – Got snaked with Galladay, so I decided to reach for DJ Moore just to make sure I got my guy. And then I was kind of scrambling in the third round to, like, see. I didn't love Juju only because I didn't like the prospects of Big Ben. I didn't love Thielen. I'm trying to think who else was right there. Um, you know, I thought it was a little too high for Ridley, even though I liked Ridley. So I just went to Mari Cooper. Through two weeks, he looks good, but Dallas has also been behind in both those games. So once Dallas gets into positive game scripts, I think I'm going to have, like, frustrating games from Mari Cooper. So something to keep an eye on, but I think he'll be fine this week. Um, all right. So we had a tie for number one and that is obviously Jack and Wag. Um, Wag gets the tiebreaker just because I had him number one and he had himself number one shocker there. Um, so we'll start with Jack first. Uh, Ryan actually had Jack number one and he had Wag number five, which is ultimately what ended up with our tie. Um, but again, we're starting with Jack first. So, Ryan, why do you think Jack's the best team in the league, and who is the one guy on his team that you're not confident in? Um, sorry, I was sending a text message. So Jack scores 207. I'm going to put you number one. Most points scored in the league. Got to respect a great week, especially in time. 
you score over 200. As someone who scored 250 in the playoffs on David, I can respect, you know, scoring 200. Welcome to the 200 club. I give you number one. Um, I, like, Terry McLaurin is such a good wide receiver. He's very good. But the offense is so I'm sorry, the who, whose offense? Oh, excuse me. The Washington football team. Thank you. Um, he went off last week, scored 26 points. I just don't see him being consistent. Like, the offensive line is terrible. Dwayne Haskins really hasn't had enough game time to get consistent and improve, especially with all the coaching changes and all the off-field distractions that that franchise has had. So I feel like inconsistent offensive line play is going to hurt him. The one thing that's going to help a lot is that they are going to be behind a lot because they're really poopy. So that should help him a lot, especially with him in the slot. I feel like Haskins is going to get to a point where he's just going to pepper him. But I just don't know if Haskins can get the ball there accurately enough. So that's the only guy I'm pretty questionable about. Um, other guy would just be Mike Evans because I feel he's more of a deep threat and Brady's like 45 years old. So he's more of just throwing the slot people. But good team. Yeah, mine is Mike Evans and is similar to my Godwin take earlier. It's just I, I don't know how much Tom Brady is going to utilize the wide receivers. And Godwin and Evans will still be good, but I don't think they're going to meet their draft capital. Granted, Godwin was a keeper, but I don't think they're going to meet expectations. Um, Mike Evans dropped 24 last week, but also Godwin was out. Um, and so I think, you know, and plus they're playing the Panthers who fucking suck. Um, so once, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> once, once they start playing actually good teams, teams that are qualified to be in the NFL, um, you know, I don't think Evans is going to do that well. And, you know, obviously Godwin coming back, he's going to deservedly so siphon some targets away from Evans. So I'd be concerned about Evans, but you know, 207 speaks for itself. I feel like Jack does this at least like once a year. Uh, where he just puts a fuck ton of points. Josh Allen looks great. Um, David Montgomery looks like he's starting to figure it out, and that's a big win, especially with uh, Lev Bell going down um, and just playing on the Jets. His bench is super, super questionable, but, you know, his starting line, especially his big three receivers, can, you know, keep him afloat. And as long as Josh Allen keeps cooking, you know, he's going to win plenty of games. So uh, Jack looks good. Um, Wag, what do you think? Yeah, so I look at it too, and I think that Josh Allen has, yes, looked good, but we got to keep in mind he's also played the New York Jets, or the Dolphins, arguably the worst team in the league, and the Dolphins. And then he comes up on teams like the Rams, Las Vegas, who have been surprisingly good, upsetting the Saints and coming in. Tennessee, who's always been known for good defense. Kansas City, I mean, it, it, you can go down, and they play Seattle twice a year. So I don't know if Josh Allen's progression is going to be there that much. Um, I'm not going to lie. Jack has a good team. You look at it, his starters are solid. The reason why I had him at three is I looked down at his depth. And granted, Le'Veon Bell, who is a high pick, is out. Outside of that, I mean, he doesn't have many other people he can plug and play if that keeps happening. And then top picks are getting dropped, like left and right. Look at Saquon, look at McCaffrey. Bell speaking for himself. And leading into that, you guys said Evans. I was going to touch on that as well, how Chris Godwin had a very good opening game. And then once he was injured and out, Mike Evans took over, took the helm, considering he only had one catch for two yards, which saved him for that day with a seven-point game, if you call that a save. Yeah. But I'd say my bus has got to have to be Le'Veon Bell, man. I mean, I never yep. thought the Jets' offense yeah. was 
going to do well. I, I'm going to keep by that. And I mean, you picked him in the third round, I think pretty high up. Mm-hmm. And now he's just sitting on your IR. So, I mean, once he comes back, I think you're going to have question marks on who you're going to want to start in that flex. And I think, Jack, I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to pull through and, and put those picks in to get the right guy, dude. I'm sorry. You're hearing this from me, and this is why I gave you third, and this is why I don't think you take the number one spot, sir. Josh Allen sucked it. Sir. Uh, yeah, I don't know who had Lev Bell last year, but you can't be happy with any like performance Lev Bell has had. I think he only had two touchdowns last year in total, and he played all 16 games, and now he's hurt, so he's not even close to you know living up to the, the hype. But we've seen it when players get away from Adam Gase, they do well. Ryan Tannehill. Kenyon Drake. Um, there's another one I'm forgetting. I can't remember who else. Uh, but, you know, when players get away from Adam Gates, they historically do well. And, you know, maybe if the Jets decide to fire Adam Gates, they'll actually use Le'Veon Bell, like the good running back he is. So something to keep an eye on. But until that point, you know, I agree. Um, all right. We're finally to that point. Talking about WAG, number one team. Uh, Ryan. You know, you had WAG fifth, so I guess, you know, there is something to talk about here. Why do you have WAG so much lower than uh, WAG and myself? So I said at the very beginning, my rankings were done off of points scored, um, and he has the fifth most points scored. WAG's team is great. He would be number one if he makes a trade with me. Sure, you know, we'll talk. <laughs> um, looking at this team, Aaron Jones is freaking legit. Um like, the way he's involved in that offense is freaking stupid. He dropped 50 this week, which is absolutely absurd. Um, so I, I can legit see him scoring, like, being an RB1, a top five R running back, more weeks than not, um, especially the way that offense is finding ways to use him. Um, I was pretty high on Hopkins at the beginning of the year. I know a lot of people weren't, but I think Hopkins was just the guy Murray needed, and it's showing because Murray is – peppering Hopkins with targets and he doesn't really drop anything. So he's going to bring those down. So he's going to do really well this year. Uh, Robbie Anderson's off to a really hot start. Um, you know, looking at your D you could use maybe a little bit better of a wide receiver who can go in that flex spot more consistently. I have a couple. Yeah, of I was going to say who has wide receivers. <laughs> <to trade. laughs> I have some pretty good wide receivers. So, you know, if you're pretty low in this Josh Jacobs guy, you know, I'm pretty sure we can work something out. Um, head oh, to toe, <laughs> head to toe, great team. Um, my bus pick for you though is Drew Brees. Um, yeah. I saw on Twitter, someone said yeah. a Drew Brees hell marries when he throws it 11 yards down the field. <laughs> he just hit a freaking wall, and he doesn't have Thomas right now. And Thomas can make a lot happen catching the ball at the line of scrimmage. Just you know, everyone makes fun of him, but he's a slant machine, and he makes a lot happen after that. And I feel like. Drew Brees is missing that, which is going to hurt him. Granted, if he throws a screen, so, you know, Alan Kamara nonstop, he'll do pretty well. But I feel like Drew Brees is kind of over that hump, which really sucks because I really want Brees to win another ring before he retires. But I don't know if he does it this year. Um, but, yeah, great team. Yeah, solid team. Uh, Drew Brees is definitely the immediate area of concern, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Wag, I know you pointed out a couple teams that – had multiple QBs and you said that's not your style. I feel like you're saying that because you're jealous that 
like some teams have two good QBs <laughs> that are better than your main QB. Um, but yeah, Miami. <laughs> my my, uh, my big uh, bus pick is Zach Ertz. I just don't think he's going to be a top five tight end this year as far as fantasy goes. You know, talent-wise, he, he's a stud. But, you know, he has Dallas Goddard siphoning targets, you know, from his same position. Uh, you have a couple of breakout tight ends this year with Noah Fant, Johnny Smith, Mike Kosicki, Hayden Hurst. Uh, you know, all those, like, potential breakout picks for tight ends seem to be breaking out right now. So, you know, in comparison, I don't think Zach Ertz is going to, you know, finish even close to that draft capital you put up for him, which I think was a fourth-round pick. Um, so, uh, but on the bright side, he's definitely going to finish better than Evan Ingram, so you can hang your hat on that. Um, but, you know, th- that's my one area concern is QB and tight end, but overall you're fine. Uh, Ryan said it earlier, some people were low on Hopkins. That was me. And not that he was going to be bad. I just thought, you know, I wasn't sure how he's going to fit into that offense, but Ryan was right. Like, that's exactly what they needed. It's paying off well. I love D-Hop. I still love him to this day. Josh Jacob looks great. Aaron Jones, that was – for trade, dude. He's up for trade. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Jones was like my guy, the guy I wanted, but I knew I wasn't going to get just because of where I was drafting. And turns out, you know, he's still very fucking good. Um, and Robbie Anderson is a nice surprise. I don't see him sustaining that, but if he can be like a low or a high art or wide receiver too, you'll absolutely take that. Um, but we'll see $42 for Mike Davis. You better pay off or otherwise, you know, you're going to need to change your name. <laughs> All right, uh, Wag, you, we, we, we've reached the self-pleasurement section of the podcast. <laughs> Go for it. I appreciate appreciate you guys sucking me off there, dude. That, that was really nice. I appreciate <laughs> it. But, uh, I mean, dude, I, I see a lot of guys. Like I said, I'm a longtime listener. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of guys come in here and real humble. And the way I look at it is if you're not first, you're last, boys. <laughs> and if you want to be a winner, you got to think like a winner. So I put myself up at number one. I'm not going to sit here and, and – and, fantasy jerk to my team but I will say I do like my squad I think I have decent depth I'm pretty excited that Gaskins last night got multiple I think over 20 plus carries they're using them five times at least with the catching range and I only paid 10 bucks for him knowing the Panthers the the, the one thing I'd say about my team that's gonna be my downfall and where I'd say would be the blip is Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis even though I paid for them and I have good faith because I think Mike Davis was a stud in training camp, and they thought he was really good. And I think he'll take over McCaffrey's role, but the Panthers are terrible this year. And they're going to tank, and it's going to be bad. So I think that that's probably going to be my biggest downfall will be those guys. But when I have a bunch of other studs and people that I can trade around and work for and go around, I think that will make up for it on my end. I mean – Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and DeAndre Hopkins, I think, speak themselves. But if whoever's listening to this podcast is trying to trade for quarterback, you know where I'm at. And I know I heard the uh, Lamar Jackson one, but uh, I don't know, right? I don't know. <laughs> you want you want Lamar Jackson? Or, I might want Lamar Jackson, dude. I might want Lamar Jackson. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll have talks. We'll have talks. We'll have talks outside of the pod. Outside yeah, yeah. Well, I'll give you DJ Moore and the ghost of Christian McCaffrey for DeAndre Hopkins. If I get the ghost of Christian McCaffrey in that deal, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so that does it for our rankings, 1 through 12. Um, Wag and Jack tied at the top, but Wag gets the edge this week. We'll see how it goes next week. And they actually play each other this week. So at the end of this week, we will have a firm winner, um, a determined number one uh, for the league. Uh, Wag, I know you had some final thoughts on what who was it, Porkchop, Jack, and Tucker. Did you want to take this closing uh, moment to get out any final thoughts on them? Yeah, sure thing, dude. I mean, I think Tucker already got it hard enough in the front when I told him that his team was like the JB team from <laughs> the Hawks. But uh, Jesus Christ, Chop, dude, you got to get some stuff going, man. I was rooting for you. You know, you get trade ripped every year by Ryan. I was kind of rooting for you, man, but it's not looking good. And as for Jack, I'm going to say F you and your West Virginia trip. I tried to get you on here. You didn't want the trash talks, and now i got to give you the L this week, dude. And it's going to be bad. I tried to get you on here to sell it to you face-to-face, but you're just going to have to hear it tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, just to point it out, Jack is a two-point favorite uh, in that matchup, so that is the matchup of the week to watch. Uh, Ryan, you got any final thoughts before we hop off? No. Um, David? Or mixing uh, oh, on pause. I have uh, my eyes on bigger fish right now, and yeah, let's make some trades happen, boys. Oh God, uh, <laughs> I just dread the day where I see Ryan's next trade go through. <laughs> and like, I, I'm not one to veto trades. I've had more trades vetoed in my career in this league than I feel like the rest of the league combined, just because people hate me. Then. <laughs> Ryan does the same exact shit, and everyone's like, LOL, Ryan. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, oh, man. They literally they literally let me build a juggernaut last year. I know, and I couldn't do shit because, like, it's not, it's dude, not like My veto didn't work in that I, league last year. Dude. I, I, I don't veto because, like, if someone's dumb enough to take the trade, then, you know, shame on them. Like, it's not, it's not Ryan's fault that David and Josh are idiots. Like, Ryan, Ryan dude did what I would do, so shit. But, you know. Made rape alert, dude. Rape yeah, alert. Yeah. I know. At least, I mean, I guess it's it's not a rape when it's consensual, but. You know. That's true. That's true. That's true. He yeah. clicked it. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Wag, appreciate you joining. Hope to have you back on in the future. But I'm sure if you take the L this week, I don't know if you'll want to show your face around <laughs> these parts again. Um, Ryan, thanks for joining as always. Hey there. I always count on you, uh, my guy. Um, all right. Appreciate you guys listening. Good luck this week, uh, except for Ben. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week. Later, fellas. Easy, boys. Fuck Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, college educated, she graduated. Any bill she can't front, her parents paid it. The show was far. You the only one with a car out your girlfriends. But being that she's a big fan, of course she made it. Most girls want to hide the fact that the thrill they chasing. But you just want to get drunk tonight and fuck someone famous. So I just name a time and a place in your game for value player. Hotel room, meet you there.
just turn it down, and then I'ma uh, probably just go back and double yeah. another one of them high ones. I want them shits to be like real airy, uh. fucking dreamy and shit. Wake up, trunk, go to sleep, fucked up. fucked up. We both amazed at what we just done. Just done. Mixing drinks, knowing we'll regret this. Regret this. Ain't been asleep yet, room service bringing us breakfast. breakfast. All this money, darling, what else is left to do? Smoke and enjoy my presidential view. Got a swimming pool in my living room. On stage interviews, tons of sour, let's consume. We are always running for the thrill of it, thrill of it. Yeah. Always pushing up the hill, searching for the thrill of it. Okay. All night, all night long, we are calling yeah. out now to get yeah. Never looking down, I'm just an okay. what's in front of me. Addicted to champagne. That's what it is. Until I drop the next one. So do just that. Don't stop. <laughs> just keep going on. I'm young. I'm stone. So come this is what? Mixtape number six, seven. I don't know. But uh, good weed still in the building. Bitch still hitting me on whatever it is I use on the computer these days.